You're listening to Lighten Up with the Declutterista, and I'm your host, Becky Bass, the Declutterista. I'm all about having fun with mom life, decluttering, and interviewing inspiring guests. Hi, everyone. So I am going to tell you some tidbits about my life. January's kind of been a bit of a whirlwind. Um, You're probably listening to this not in January. But I actually went on vacation with my mom and sister to Grand... I say Grand Cayman, but I think it's like Cayman. So they were there for a couple weeks and then I joined them. So no kids, no husband. My husband actually went to Florida with my kids um, at his in-laws apartment in Sunny Isles, Florida. So we kind of went our separate ways. It was, uh, I realized some things about myself in Grand Cayman. I can read. <laughs> I think I, I read four books in five days. Um, I don't literally don't think I've read that much in the past 10 years. So that was pretty exciting. I don't even love any of the books that much, but I was so committed to kind of finishing them. My mom, my sister, and I went to this place called Rum Point, which is a beautiful place to just kind of relax. It's shaded, beautiful ocean view, also a bar, and you can order food, rest, you know, restrooms. So was, everything was kind of really relaxing. So we get there at like nine to get good seats, the same seats, and probably stay there till like five. So obviously you can almost read a book. And it's just so relaxing. I'm just on vacation. I'm just, my needs are so, it's like all about me, you know, and connecting with my family. But it was literally the only things I thought about were like getting water, you know, just the total basic needs. Oh, what drink of the day should I get? Um, The water is beautiful in the Caribbean and it's not freezing. And I was so comfortable in the shade and the perfect weather. I was so lazy. I didn't even get up to go in the ocean. So I kind of feel like guilty. How often are you in the Caribbean? You should go in the water. But I was like, Nah, I'm good. Um, so I learned I can read. I learned how relaxed I can be. I didn't even bring my phone to the beach because I find I realize it has an effect on everything. Um, you know, just like anxiety, and I'm not even comparing myself to people. It just makes me a little crazed and start to think about all the things I have to do. So huge fan of that. So actually, that was my goal, just to read some books, and. Oh, we did karaoke because my mom and sister think I'm fun. So like, we'll just try to do some fun activities because there's not a ton to do there, which is a nice place, a nice reason. You don't feel like, oh, I should go to this excursion. I need to see this place. There's enough activities, but like you don't feel that pressure to be fun. But they know I love karaoke. So we did karaoke. I did free fallen, Tom Petty. Um, Not a good choice. The free fallen part was fun, but... The actual, she's a good girl. Like, listen to my voice. I'm a little shaky, but it's just not a good, a great song for me. Um, There was, I think he was younger, but there was this guy who did Eddie Money's Shaken, which I don't think I've ever heard, but it was quite a performance. And then there weren't many people volunteering. So the karaoke guy, Wayne, was like, Becky, do you want to do another one? Like, I didn't even have to sign up. He kind of knew I wanted to do more. So I love um, Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper, Shallow. And I didn't have a partner to do the duet with, so I just kind of asked Wayne, the DJ. And he's like, oh, I know the song, but I've never done it before. Meanwhile, the guy who did Eddie Money Shaking is like, oh, I'll do it. So I'm like, this is going to be fun because he's like really into it. So it's going to be a riot. Meanwhile, like a six-year-old girl comes up. The parents are like, she knows this song. So I thought I was going to do, like I was going to share the mic with her and then he'd do the guy part. Um, But he just kind of gave it to both of us. So 
it was kind of a bummer because she actually didn't know the words and it was kind of all about her and I didn't really get to perform. And then there's a part that's really intense and loud where you're like, ah, and I started to really get into it and she looked afraid. So I kind of had to tone it down. So it wasn't like my Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga moment, but maybe the next time for karaoke. Um, so yeah, so that was my random adventures uh, in Grand Cayman. I'd like to give you some of my latest decluttering revelations. This is about kind of decluttering some of the, um, the chores around the house and a little bit of mom guilt. So I probably talked about this before, but you know, I'm very good at decluttering and tidying up the house quickly. But sometimes when the kids are playing super creatively, I don't expect much of them. And I feel like around the holidays, and there was a period of time where there's just lots of stuff coming in the house, gifts, obviously. But also every time I would go out, like CVS, Shaw's, can I get a toy? Can I get this? Can I get that? Just seemed endless. Oh, sure. Like, fine. Get this. Um, Just constant buying and consuming. And I was just like, oh, enough of this. Um, So I was talking to my sister-in-law, and she said what she does for her oldest of every year of her life, she gives a dollar once a week. Maybe she does it for both of her kids. So her daughter's eight. So she gives $8 a week, which I think is a lot of money, but I thought give it a try. So my daughter would get seven and my son would get $6 a week if they, if they did their chores, which are kind of up in the air, if they had good behavior, if they were kind, if they were helpful members of the family, all that stuff. So she said she's not one to stick to like a chore chart, um, She's not one to just kind of stick to things kind of like me. So, and she said she didn't always give the allowance. If she kind of felt like it was kind of a crappy week in terms of everything, not helpful, then she wouldn't always give the allowance. I don't think that would go well with my son. But anyway, so I've been doing it and it's good. Like if they want to nag about going to ice cream and I don't want to, if they want to go out to a restaurant, if they want to buy something, use your allowance, you know? Um, so... Like my daughter wanted to go out to dinner and I said, eh, I'm trying to be good. But, you know, if you want to take you and your brother out, <laughs> I can tell you some places, you know, that are affordable. And so, you know, she spent $10 for her allowance paying for their kids meals. Um, so that worked out. Um, yeah. So I think that kind of helps to teach them how to manage their own money, um, you know, how to get used to asking them to do things. And I think I need still need a little bit better of a system probably to have like a whiteboard with all the chores. But lately what I've been doing is kind of writing them a list to carry with them as they do stuff. Because if I ask my daughter to do something, she gets distracted. So she really works from a list. And I said, you know, you really don't have to go in order of my list. She's like, oh, no, I'd like to. So I think it kind of teaches them like, you know, a lot of different things. I think for $6 and $7, that's a lot of money for a kid. So I really think... It needs to be more than just having good behavior. It needs to be a lot of things. So besides just telling you my latest trial and error, it's just like, what's the problem? I always think of vanilla ice. Check out the hook. What would DJ revolves it? No, that's, I don't know. If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Okay, not that part. So, you know, what's, what do you want to work on? What's the problem? How can you fix it? Try different things. Try not to be hard on yourself, you know, if you're not sticking to it, but try to kind of figure it out. So... Love to hear your feedback on, you know, what you do in your family to kind of make it run smoothly. Eh, I don't know if that's even possible, but that's my tip for decluttering some guilt and some of your chores.
I am here with the delightful Deanna Coyle. Ooh, she made some kind of zen movement over there. (laughs) Not only did I realize that she is a Mount Holyoke alum, which I am as well, and baby went from Dirty Dancing, went to Mount Holyoke in the fall. I don't know. I'm sure you know that's that. That's right. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Oh anyway, gosh. that's what my husband ever, always says. He's like, that's the only reason she wanted to go to that school because baby went there. Uh, Not only did we both go to Mount Holyoke, which I realized as I was doing some research, but she is the founder of Vesta, Redefining Divorce, um, which just sounds like an amazing organization, business. I'd love to hear all about that but just tell me your story how did you get involved how did you start it what's what's going on with that i went through a really challenging divorce that was finalized about 10 years ago and it took us 3 years to get through the divorce we spent a lot of money there was of course a lot of you know heartache and devastation that came from that i had given up my career to be a stay at home mom and i didn't know how i was going to get through it i had young kids at the time and realized that the resources and the community that would have helped me were not there. Divorce is really personal to me because I also am a child of divorce, and both sets of my grandparents were divorced. So I saw this as something that was passed down from generation to generation with the impact then being passed on to the kids. And I did not want that to continue for my kids And so along with my co-founders, Bob Vona and Samantha Steer, six and a half years ago in the Boston area, we started putting together events that educate people and give them the information and the connections that they need and the supportive community so that they can make better choices. We always say, the more informed you are, then you can make informed choices as opposed to the emotionally driven choices that can be so devastating. We've done hundreds of events. We've had probably over 2,000 people come through our events and what it does for them and the testimonials they've given and what they say to me is the most amazing thing. I've realized that what we're doing to redefine divorce for people everywhere and to really leave a legacy that's um, different for people is uh, our passion. Wow, that's that's amazing. Way to just like take a problem that you're having personally right. and the family's had and just try to have this amazing um, support system. So when do people typically get involved in VESTA and how do they learn about it? People get involved at any stage where they're being affected by divorce. There are people who are thinking about divorce, may not have even talked to their spouse about it. Oh. And they want to get information. And we say it's never too soon to learn. And it also doesn't mean that you're taking any definite action. Some people come to our events and decide to move forward with divorce in the right way. And some people decide they want to work on their marriage and see a marriage counselor or whatever it is that's going to change their situation. What we say is just don't stay where you are if it's not a good situation for you and your family, but take some action We also have people who are going through the the divorce process, as well as people who are even five, 10 years post-divorce. We have so many different types of events and workshop topics, social events, retreats that can help people whatever stage that they're in. That's awesome. So where is it? Boston area. I saw you're also in California. Yes. Awesome. We started in the greater Boston area six and a half years ago, and then about a year and a half ago, went to 
Rhode Island, and about half a year ago expanded out to California, and that's one of our fastest growing areas. I'm actually today, I was so excited to be on the podcast with you today, flying out this afternoon for a week to California to train our next group of professionals and to make sure that the hubs that we have out there are doing really well, and I get to be at some of the events that we're having out there too and meet some of the participants that are out there that I've been able to speak with. That's great. I think I saw that Nikki Bruno is is involved. (laughs) Nikki is. Yes, she's awesome. She actually was one of our first attendees when we started doing these events years ago. She was going through divorce, and she's very open about that. And she since moved out to California and has joined our Pasadena Hub. And she works with people who have uh, divorces that are more high conflict. Maybe narcissism was involved. And that can be take a real talent to and somebody who really knows the intricacies that are involved with that to be able to help them. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, because when you said California, I think I remember seeing a post from her that she was involved in Vesta. So. Yes, so all, Nikki is another awesome um, Pepper Lane member. So oh, I've met her. Yep, that's, that's great. Yeah, so I keep learning about. I know Lisa Dahl was on the show, and she's part of your team. Yes, yeah, yes, Lisa is amazing. She actually facilitate. We just had our twentieth divorce retreat on Saturday in Newton and she facilitated the retreat and she facilitated it so beautifully and we had 10 attendees who at the end of the day said how much more powerful they felt um, better self-esteem informed they knew what their next action steps were going to be and they've already some of them have signed up for some of our other events and most of our events are free to attend we want to make them as open as possible for people to get the information that they need. That's amazing. Yeah, because I was when I was reading, I was thinking, this all seems amazing, but it sounds expensive. But you said a lot oh, of it's free. Right, right. So we we have people come who are many different, you know, levels of, of income. Um, some have, you know, low income and they just really need the support. Some people have more money and they need the support. Anyone at whatever stage they're in. And again, our events are free and the professionals all provide an initial complimentary consultation so that people can meet with different people and find out who would best suit their needs to support them in their journey. So it's almost like speed dating for the professionals. It could be. So our retreats actually, part of the things that people love most about them is they have an opportunity to meet one-on-one with the professionals. So it is, they have 30 minutes and then they go to the meet with the next professionals. So we do kind of like say it's, it's like speed dating to, um, be able to speak one-on-one and get the answers to their questions and find out, you know, how the professional could work with them and support them. And we also have time for some relaxation. We have Reiki, we have massages, and um, time for people just to connect with each other and and, um, be part of the community. That's so awesome. Do you have any, because, you know, it's in Boston, Rhode Island, or Massachusetts, Rhode Island, California, do you have like, because it's such an amazing program that so many people could benefit for, do you yes. have ability um, or are you moving towards having it, I can't think of it, like virtually? Or how's that's, that? That's yeah. a great question. We, we are expanding to other parts, <laughs> other parts of the country. We also, some of our workshops we have held as webinars so people can call in and they can either ask their questions or they can type them through chat. They could, some people, you know, want to, get the information and and not, and be able to protect their identity. Um, So it's just a way, and one of the main things that's beneficial about being able to call in, whether you're in another part of the country or not, is a lot of times people have, you know, childcare situations or it's just tough for them to be able to 
make it to an event at night. Um, we also have some during the day. We try to make um, have as many options for people so that they can get the support that they need. And I also can connect people directly to the professionals. I head up the concierge, so people call me and tell me their situation, and I can help guide them to the events and our professionals that can help them. That's great. So are the retreats or events typically, okay, let's just kind of get this done and then let's kind of support you emotionally, or is it usually one or the other? Like I imagine there's so many to-dos or things to figure out, um, but you said they get to meet the the professionals. Right. And if somebody comes to me, you know, I can help guide them. And these are the professionals that I think would be best for you to speak with now. And then there's others that would be great for you to speak with at various other p- points, but not to overwhelm them and right. to say, okay, speak with five people tomorrow. Right, right. right. Like, let's, let's speak with a mediator and an, an attorney so you could see which of those processes might be best for you. If you need emotional support, you know, I know you had Susan Trotter on. Mm-hmm. We have Susan Trotter and Nikki and other amazing therapists and life coaches, relationship coaches that can help them. And financial is, is a big thing to speak with somebody on the financial side, because there's so many things in terms of, you know, will I be okay financially? What, what do I need to live on? What, what's the amount of money that I'll need? How, what's the best way for us to divide the assets so that we can keep as much of that within the family? There's tax consequences, liquidity issues that people need to take into account that they just won't know unless they speak with somebody who is um, a professional. So overwhelming, but that's it's such an amazing resource. And it also looks like I see you, there's a lot of Vesta people getting together having fun. We like do I see have you guys fun. going to restaurants or like I'm noticing, you know, it sounds like wow, I'm a creep. You, I know how everyone You really like- <laughs> did your research, but that's that's why you're such a great podcast host <laughs> because you really get to know your the your guests and what what they're up to. Yeah. We the retreats have social components. We have social events. We had an event uh, in Marlboro the other week. It was our winter social. We're going to have a spring social. That's a place for people to come. And we have people who are in all stages of divorce and post-divorce, and they get together. And um, we have sometimes some icebreaker games, but they get to um, meet each other and share stories and and remain connected. We also do things that are more physical activity. Lisa Dahl runs some hikes. She had something, um, some type of boxing event that mm-hmm. was kind of like, you know, box out this, the divorce stress, you know, like that wasn't exactly the title, but it was yeah. something around that idea. We have a lot of different things that can um, help provide people with the companionship, the, the network, the information, as well as the, the supportive community that they're looking for. That's great. So how do people join your team, the different specialists? Like, are you pretty much set for all the different categories? Or are you always looking for more? We're always looking for more because we're growing. And all of the, we call them hubs. So we have, for example, around here, we have a Boston hub, a Newton hub, Hingham. Uh, we have some others too. I won't list them all, but they're all on our website. And we look to have, you know, a, a mediator, a collaborative law attorney, and then an attorney who can do litigation. We have realtors, mortgage professionals, life coaches, relationship coaches, career coaches, parent coaches, health and wellness, nutritionists, and even personal styling, really anything Mm. that someone could use. One of the things that makes us so unique is that we have an extensive vetting and application process. And the professionals who go through it Afterwards, they tell us how much they appreciate it, 
And the participants who come to our events tell us how much they can, they can tell. They said, where did you find these people? Like, they're so amazing. Because we look for people not only to have great expertise in what they do, but also to have compassion and a real heart so that people, when they're talking with them, they can care. They can tell that they care and they can tell that they have a real passion for it. Most of the professionals like myself have had personal experience with divorce, whether having gone through it themselves or have been a child of divorce or have siblings who've gone through it, friends. So they have a real passion for helping people get through it and they can use the personal and professional experience to get them through it in the best way. That's so important because it's got, you've got to be so fragile, so sensitive a lot of the time. So even right. if you have someone with skills, you want to connect with them on a personal level. So the vetting process sounds really good. Absolutely. It's, it's been wonderful. So how's every, how are your kids, how old are they now? How are they doing? My kids were four and six when oh. my ex and I separated. They're now 15 and 17. They're doing really well. And while going through divorce, it was contentious and uh, we didn't have the best relationship, my, my ex and I. Now we do. Oh, good. We've worked through all of that. Actually, um, he and his wife, we have, for example, a group text, and we send photos to each other so nice. of the kids. When the kids are with us, we share ideas. We make sure that the kids are going to be picked up from various you know, events or jobs, things like that. And even you know, I go over to their house, and I can go right in and go in and see my kids and um, you know, say hi to them. It's worked out really well. I feel really lucky. And I, I know that's not possible for everybody. I do think with the right communication and, you know, in time that you can work out something that's best for you and your family, especially when you always think about what is best for my kids. How can I put aside any of my thoughts or feelings to really focus on what's best for the kids? And it's been really wonderful. That's, ama that's amazing because, I mean... You hear about these situations working out okay and them getting along, but you said it wasn't good at first. So you had this had to grow and improve. Yeah. Well, it's tough to be in a good place when you're going to court and on opposite sides, right? Mm -hmm. And you have attorney. We each hired attorneys that were kind of battling it out, and I would totally go through it in a different way if I had known. And that's what I want people to do: is to be able to learn. From the, from the mistakes that I made and the things that I learned so that they don't have to go through that. Do you think um, being part of Vesta, well, starting Vesta, and just working with some of the professionals helped you kind of figure out how to make it work or it's just Absolutely. trial and error? <laughs> I, I learned from the professionals. They're all amazing. You know, parent coaches, I, I get tips for how best to co-parent. Um, you know, Susan Trotter, I'll speak with her about any issues I have. You know, it just to always be able to realize like when am I being my thoughts and feelings and and when I can I think like clearly and what's what's best for for me and you know my ex and, and our kids yeah that's great so yeah your kids when you decide to get a divorce um were similar to my age I'm like six and seven. Oh, yeah so it's, it's a cute age I'm always when I hear yeah. about teenagers I'm like do they still like you how's it going <laughs> I usually hear yeah. about a lot of nice teenagers lately whenever I ask that my teen my teenagers are amazing that's awesome when they were toddlers, they were the cutest toddlers, and they were the most active. Oh, yeah. And and they would fight. And I was like, what What do you have to fight about? Like, your kids. Like, they would be in the back seat, and I'd be driving them to school, and they would be like, Mom, he's looking out my window. Tell him to stop looking out my window. And I'm thinking, first of all, it's my window, and let <laughs> me drive so I can get you to school safely. And I remember thinking, when they're teenagers, I think – you know, I hear that boys then are easier when they're teenagers, and mine certainly 
have, are awesome. They're doing great in school. Um, my oldest son is working and they're both very loving and, um, and just compassionate kids. That's awesome. Two boys. Yes. I have a boy and a girl, so it's, it's Uh, a different world. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun though. It's really fun. We have so much to cover. Okay, so we both went to Mount Holyoke, which is yes, super exciting. That's awesome, even though you were just a few years after me. I like how you said that. I'm like, <laughs> oh, maybe we were, you know, similar. I saw you around. Um, and so you were economics. Yes, I majored in economics. Okay. I always wanted to just be in the realm of business. And um, there was a, you know, as you know, a liberal arts college. So economics was the closest to what. And I remember you know, all my friends at, at college, they were like figuring out what their majors were. And I was towards the end of my sophomore year, where I think we had to make a decision. And then I took it, I took an economics course and I was like, this is it. That's so funny. This is what I love. And I did an internship at the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston. Oh, wow. My, um, between my junior and senior year and loved it and ended up applying for a job. And that was my first job after school. I lived in Beacon Hill. Mm, I walked the dream. over to to work. And yeah, it was great. I was there for three years and then decided I wanted to go into banking. So I went into commercial lending. Nice. And you're on Wall Street when you lived in New York City? Yeah. So after after uh, being in commercial lending for six years, I ended up going to Tuck, you know, the Amos, um, Dartmouth, Amos Tuck School of Business to get my MBA in finance and went to New York to try a different place mm-hmm. and was a securities analyst working on Wall Street. Okay. I'm just nodding, pretending I know all the different parts of <laughs> the financial world. How did you like living in um, uh, New York City versus the Boston area? I, I love both. Yeah. New York, of course, is just, you know, there's just so much to do. And I loved, you know, I still love, you know, I just don't do it as much anymore going to the Broadway shows. Mm. I love different types of food. You know, New York has some of the best food anywhere, anything that you want. And working in New York was just uh, just exciting. I was going to say, it sounds yeah. exciting. That's great. It was exciting until I started having a family. And then I realized doing that and having a family, especially when I had a husband who was in the same type of work, that's why we made the decision when I was um, having my second child to for me to leave the workforce and to be a stay-at-home mom. So I gave that up. Yeah. And then that's one of the things that made it so challenging then when we decided to uh, get separated, go through divorce, I had no idea what I was going to do to support myself. So it was from that that I ended up um, for about six years being a financial advisor, realizing that that wasn't my passion. But what my passion was, was the programs that we developed while I was a financial advisor and educating people and bringing together other professionals who could help people in all areas. Mm -hmm. And about four years ago, I left the financial world to focus fully on developing Vesta and our programs. And I work from home now and I do things that I absolutely love. So my, um, what I always tell people is you can go through a really challenging time. That's where we find our strength and our ability to grow and to be the people we always knew we could be. Hmm. and to create a life that we really love. And it might not be the life that we initially envisioned when we were young or when we got married. And it can be a a life that we love and feel passionate about. Well, if this didn't happen, I don't know who knows about Vesta. Oh, Vesta wouldn't be here. Yeah. So that's that's just an amazing outcome of, you know, not a great situation. Right. But it's nice to think of divorce. I'm lucky where I don't know that many people. 
but you know, it's not like the end of the world. There's light at the end of the tunnel, which you guys really provide. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that I hear a lot from people when they come to our retreats and our events, they can, they can see the light at the end of the tunnel. They finally have hope. They can look at me and see that's where I can be. I don't know how I'm going to get there. And I know with your help and Vesta's help that I will get there. Oh, that's so amazing. Yeah. Well, I have a question. It's kind of generic or not generic, but it's not related to Vesta particularly. But what do you, what's the consensus in terms of like, let's say an unhappy marriage? Is it, and they have kids, is it most often best for the family, for the kids, for the family to go their separate ways? Like what's, what all the people that you meet, is that generally, you know, what's better for the kids? Because it seems like a lot of people stay in the relationship until the kids are off to college. Right. So. Yeah. A lot of people do tell me that. And I think there's several ways to look at that. And, you know, what I had said earlier in terms of, you know, making, if you're in a situation where you're not happy and you're modeling a relationship that you really don't want to model for the kids, the main thing is to make some change. And that could be making, getting the counseling you need and learning how to communicate with, with your spouse, or it could be separating and figuring out the best way to do that. It's interesting because a lot of people do say, you know, I want to stay together for the kids. And when they do finally separate and they think the kids don't know the issues, the kids know. And we had somebody, you know, we've, I've had people tell me that the kids say to them, oh, it's about time. Like right. we, we knew all along you weren't happy. So I, I, and I do think that kids really do know a lot more than you realize. So that's the main thing is what are you modeling for your kids? What do you want their life to be like? And if you're in a situation that's not the best for the family as a whole, make some change that's going to make it better. Right. I, I have been hearing that a lot, that the kids would prefer, um, you know, to go their separate ways rather than live in an unhappy household. But yeah. easier said than done. Who am I to give you know, right, right. advice, but you're more, you know, <laughs> yeah. And I can send them to, you know, I can connect people with the professionals that can help them determine what's, what's best for them. I know for myself, when I realized that, you know, my ex and I might separate was when my kids were four and six mm. and we were on vacation and my ex and I, this was the days before ways and GPS, like we would um, fight a lot in the car. So mm. we didn't know where we're going. We'd get lost. Or it was even silly stuff like, who's going to go into the store? I'm going to go in. No, I am. So that was one of those times. And and finally, I was like, okay, you go in. But we were arguing. And he went into the store. And I'm sitting there kind of stewing. And I hear this voice from the back seat say, Mommy, why do you and Daddy fight all the time? And I turned around. I was like, oh, my gosh. I totally forgot that they were there. Because we were so embroiled in being mm. right. And that's, uh, let's see, it's a month later that we separated. And we hired a nanny then to help us through the separation and to help take care of the kids because I had to go back to work. And the nanny said to me um, that she had, that there was a girl over for a play date and said to my oldest son, like, why are your parents separated? And he said, I don't know, but they used to fight all the time and they don't fight anymore. Like, oh, wow. From, from his little kid's eye, like, that's what he saw. Hmm. My parents fought and now they don't. Now my ex and I are both in relationships with people who are better suited for us. My kids have happy parents who communicate and we each make our time with them really special. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, I just always wonder, you know, what's, what's the best for the kids. Um, yeah. Do you feel like a lot of your clients who come to Vesta, are they often searching for someone else or are they kind of just like, I'm good. I need to do, I want to be independent or is it kind of a mixed bag? It's a, it's a mix. There's definitely people who are like, I have no desire, you know, to meet the next person yet or to, to try to date. And some people want to find someone right away. I, I love listening to the podcast that you did with Susan Trotter. The dating. <laughs> yeah, on dating. And, you know, I've been to so many of, I've heard so many of her, um, at her events that her, um, what she tells people, it's so true that as a relationship coach, she works with people first on the relationship with themselves. Mm-hmm. And until you can really you know, see like who you are, what you want, what worked and what didn't work from your last relationship and own your part in that, you know, you need to do that work before you're ready for the next one. Yeah. And, you know, to the sooner you realize how you really can't change anyone else. Yes. She <laughs> says that all the time. I yep. know she said that on your podcast and it is so true that you can't change anyone else. And when you have things happen to you during divorce or any other situation, you might think, why me or why is this happening? But you can't change it. All you can change is who you are and how you are in response to your spouse or to anything else that happens yeah, totally. to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's such, it's such a gift to go from thinking, you know, why me or why does this happen to me to, right. wait a minute, <laughs> you know. I have power in this. Right. Right. And when you're saying why me and thinking things are happening to you, then you're a victim and you have no power. As soon as you realize I can step into my power and I can control who I am and how I am in response, and that can also change the outcome, that's incredibly important. That's amazing. Um, so who are there any other sort of professionals that are kind of missing in hmm. Vesta? Like what is, is there anything missing? You kind of filled all the different needs. We are still looking for you know different professionals to fill various hubs. Mm-hmm. And especially as we grow, we're forming new hubs all the time. Mm-hmm. Some of the professionals you might not immediately think, you know, that can also be a big help. Well, one is, you know, our mutual friend, Rosemary Thomas, yep. who connected us. She has a home staging and organizing and uh, talking about declutterista, um, decluttering. And when you're going through a move or anything, you can feel overwhelmed. And what do I do with this stuff? And how do I reorganize my home? Um, How do I move from a, for example, a a home to a small apartment and still make it, you know, my own? That's important. Um, Also college planning. That's really important. A lot of people don't know, like in terms of what to do in terms of how to, you know, finance the college, but also how to really apply to the colleges and how to support the kids um, when you're going through divorce or afterwards. Um, another thing that you might not think about is, you know, personal styling. That could be, okay, I'm ready to start dating again, or I'm ready to go look for a job. I've been a stay-at-home parent for all these years, and now I want to get back out there. Or just how to kind of revamp my look in terms of the new person that that I am now. So we have personal stylists and image consultants so there's a lot of different things. Career, of course, is really important. A career coach who can help somebody either revamp their career or the stay-at-home parent who now wants to go back out into the workforce can help them figure out what they want to do. It might not be what they did before. It might be something totally different like what I'm doing. You might find a whole new passion that energizes you. 
all the different professionals that I met. It's like circling <laughs> through yeah. my head. Um, yeah, there's, yeah, there's so many good ones. Is there, um, it seems to be typically women. Are there any resources for men or how does that work? We do have our events and our resources are for men and women. Oh, great. Probably about 70% of the people who reach out to us or who come to our events are women. Okay. What we say is that uh, there's there's something really valuable in having both sexes um, at events, at our retreats, for example, the women can, or the women and the men can see the other side and realize, wow, that's some of the things that my you know spouse might be going through. I also think that the people who tend to come to our events are the ones who are really looking for support and to be educated and to, and to have their power and to get through this in the best way. And we've had people who come to our treats, for example, like women who have said, wow, I've never seen a sensitive man before. It's really great to see the other side and how they're concerned about their kids and their family. And, and they're really looking to be educated and empowered. So I think there's a lot of value in having both men and women also Come a good to place events. to meet people. <laughs> it can be, yeah. When when the time's right, at some of the social events, you know, and again, when when the time's right. Right, right. But... You don't want to jump into anything. Yeah. <laughs> that's so great. Okay, so men are are uh are helped to air as well. So that's Absolutely. Great. That's great. Yes. Well, this has been so amazing. I want to hear, do you have any like last minute tips not to put you on the spot for people going sure. through this or any resources? Yeah, Vesta, yeah, obviously. Absolutely, yeah. And I'll, I'll say you know, where they can find us. Yeah. Um, and But in terms of just tips that can help anywhere, anyone, no matter where they are, you know, in the country or what stage they're in, the main thing is to get the information that you need. There's so many resources out there. And as much as you want to, you know, your friends and family want to help, they might not have the best advice because they, and even people who have been through divorce, your situation is likely different and the people who are close to you are biased in some way and might not have, you know, be able to help you make the informed decisions that you need. So tip number one is to definitely get the help that you need and to get the education that you need and also to go to the right professional for what you need. Don't go to your divorce attorney and, and talk to him about all your emotional issues. You know, go to a coach or a therapist who's trained to help you and who also doesn't charge what, you know, an attorney charges per hour. So go to the, the people for the right thing that you need them for and to really just make sure that you're taking care of yourself. People might put themselves on the back burner and think I just have to, you know, take care of my kids. If you're not whole and complete and taking care of yourself, you're not going to have the wherewithal and the energy and the right mindset to really take care of those that are around you. That's great advice. I mean, it sounds so overwhelming, all the things. So I would go right to Vesta. Yes, <laughs> I mean, you guys kind of make it fun, but also supportive. You kind of have the whole package because you could probably get lost in the abyss of absolutely. what to do. So it seems like an amazing first step. It, it is a great first step. And again, if, if somebody, whatever situation that they're in, they're not making any definite moves, they're just getting the education and we can help guide them along the way. And um, help them just know that life is going to be okay. Life can be great. And you can get there with the right support. And we are there. Uh, we have, again, you know, I'm incredibly passionate about this. And our professionals really are passionate, compassionate, and they care. And people can tell. And it makes a difference. That's so great. I'm so excited about this and to know about this. Um, so tell us what's the best way to get in touch. 
The best way to get in touch is to go to our website, which is Vesta, V-E-S-T-A, divorce, vestadivorce.com. If they go to the contact us page, then there's information on reaching me directly. I'm always happy to speak with people. I love speaking with them. They can sign up for a complimentary consultation. They can also go to our events tab and find out about events that are near them if they're in the Massachusetts, Rhode Island, or, or Southern California area, and we are eventually expanding to other locations. Great. This has been awesome. It's so nice to meet you finally. Nice to meet you as well. And thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. <laughs>